the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Two decades on air. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. At least 700 people are dead in Haiti, 2,800 others injured after that powerful magnitude 7.2 earthquake yesterday. The disaster adding to the plight of Haitians already struggling with the coronavirus, deepening poverty, and a presidential assassination. The Taliban have entered Kabul, uh, Kabul today and are seeking the unconditional surrender of the central government. There may be nobody there to deliver it. The president has fled the city. Afghanistan expert Jason Campbell with the RAND Corporation says the Biden administration will have to answer. The ultimate decision was largely political, and we're seeing now uh, some of the military and intelligence blowback from that. And, and I think that it, it absolutely will you know, create another geopolitical uh, concern for the administration. This is SRN News. Hey, it's Mike Gallagher. AM 1280 The Patriot is one of the great radio stations in America. I'm proud and thankful to be broadcasting on this station because 1280 The Patriot is composed of truly terrific people. Whenever I visit the Twin Cities, it's an added bonus to meet the people at this great station. You're too kind. We make a great team. Thanks for sticking with us through the last 20. Here's to 20 more. AM 1280 The Patriot. Thanks for tuning in to AM 1280 The Patriot. Your forecast for today, we're looking at sunny and a high of 85, moving in the clear and a low of 62 for tonight. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 84, moving in the clear again with a low of 66. We brought in education experts and political movers and shakers to analyze CRT, where it came from, what it is, and how it's impacting teachers and students in the classroom. Listen in and share with a friend or family member. Just visit our podcast page at am1280thepatriot.com and click the CRT report card. following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to leave a message via Twitter, just use hashtag NarnShow. And we don't need to take the music down quite that quickly. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. There's my direction. Okay. So a lot to get to on the broadcast today. Uh, I was mentioning during my uh, preview uh, at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page that uh, my friend and colleague Mitch Berg said on his show yesterday, uh, he could use a drive-time uh, radio broadcast every day from like, oh, I don't know, 5 to 8 p.m. because the 5 to 8 host nationally is a little busy right now running for governor of California. Uh, Mitch said, you know, given all the news, probably could use a drive-time show 5 to 8 weekdays, Monday through Friday right here at AM 1280. Uh, Mitch could probably pull that off. I don't know that I could five days a week, but certainly today, I uh, could probably use a third hour. Yeah, a lot going on this past week. I'm going to kind of divide it up into a couple of different segments. Going to address the national, big national story this first hour. And then the second hour, I'm definitely going to get to the raging, uh, the perpetual dumpster fire that is the Republican Party of Minnesota that is uh, raging on even more vociferously. Uh, by the way, uh, 
uh, Minnesota Republican Party Chair Jennifer Carnahan just came out with a statement an hour and a half ago. Uh, I'll get to that as well. Uh, she's not resigning, and there's going to be an executive committee meeting this evening, and it would take two-thirds of the committee to oust her from her position. Uh, those who are closer to the Republican Party of Minnesota than I am say that that is very unlikely to happen. So we'll see. But again, that'll be the second hour. I promise I'm going to uh, I'm going to get to that. Uh, but in this first hour, we come not to praise Governor Andrew Cuomo, but to bury him. Uh, this is from Guy Benson at townhall.com. Uh, every time we'd written about New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's political fate in the midst of his myriad scandals, we've expressed skepticism about the prospect of true accountability His approach has been shameless, his resistance to relinquishing power has been complete, and his party has appeared unwilling to force him out. That combination merged with New York's deep blue electoral status led me to believe that despite being politically wounded, Cuomo had a strong chance of survival and quite possibly of renomination and re-election. The events of the last few days had me wondering if it was time for that assessment to change, culminating in the governor's shocking resignation earlier this week. His hand was forced. A recent survey of New Yorkers from a notoriously blue-shaded pollster demonstrated a dramatic shift against the governor. In some previous polling, most New Yorkers said they either wanted Cuomo gone immediately or they didn't want him to seek another term. Now there was strong support for resignation and or removal. So just to kind of break down those numbers a little bit, uh, voters in New York who think Uh, Governor Cuomo should resign. Again, this is before he actually resigned. Spoiler alert, he did resign. I'm sure all of you saw that. (laughs) Uh, But before he actually resigned, 70% to 25% believed that he should resign. On the question of impeachment, voters say 63 to 29% that Governor Cuomo should be impeached and removed from office. More than half of New York voters, uh, 55 to 29% specifically, uh, think that Cuomo should be charged with a crime. So there were a lot of stories also coming out that Cuomo was also kind of feeling the uh, walls caving in on him faster than the trash compactor and the Death Star when a lot of his key advisors were moving on. And he basically had no no one left to guide him through these crises except maybe his younger brother, Chris, who happens to be a media guy for CNN. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that because Andrew Cuomo should not be the only Cuomo that uh, should move on. But we'll get to that in a bit. But this is just a culmination of a mighty fall that has taken place in probably about 17 months. You you figure mid-March of 2020 is when the coronavirus pandemic began. And Cuomo's star was elevated as this, you know, big time leader, uh, just calmly laying out the facts and not sugarcoating it. Say, this is what we have to do. This virus, it's it's perilous. It's real. But here's how we can combat it. Here's how we are combating it. And because he was an antithesis to Trump, that's all people needed. The media propped him up as this strong, calm, uh, nerves of steel type leader whereas Trump, with his coronavirus task force, was having daily briefings initially, and Trump was getting up there, of course he was president at the time, and just saying some of the most disjointed, bizarre, odd statements that you ever want to hear. I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to defend Trump. I thought it was a good move to put Mike Pence, his vice president, in charge of the coronavirus task force, and that's what should have happened. You should have had... Mike Pence leading these daily briefings, he's much more politically savvy. He shows much more calmness in times of trial than the president. I said many a times during the vice presidential debate, Pence outlined the strengths of the Trump administration and their agenda better than Trump could have and ever did. And so Mike Pence should have been allowed to do his job, but that wasn't Trump's thing. Okay, I'm not here to pig pile so much on former President Trump. But the point is, I understand why people gravitated toward Andrew Cuomo. Because he was laying out what should be done to navigate these rough waters. Well, it turns out that all of this 
led to a lot of extracurriculars. You talk about a book deal. Andrew Cuomo got a five got five million dollars to write a book about showing exemplary leadership in a crisis, i.e., a global pandemic. And he was uplifted for these daily briefings he gave on the pandemic that he was eventually given an Emmy Award for his daily COVID briefings that New Yorkers tuned into. And uh, this is something that should not be memory hold. How many people, elitists, media, sometimes they go hand in hand, propped him up when he didn't really deserve it, when it was apparent probably by last summer that there was an issue, that New York was still a hot spot, that they were still having the highest infection rate per 100,000 citizens, and their death rate per 100,000 was very high. And what was happening in the long-term care facilities, nursing homes, was an absolute travesty. And how no one is being held to account for that is in itself a travesty. We're going to get to that a little bit. But before all of that really came out, even when some of that was out in the open, didn't matter because he was the opposite of Trump in a lot of people's minds. They were going to ignore all those little things like shoving COVID-infected patients into nursing homes and the most vulnerable people at the beginning of this pandemic that we knew of were the elderly and the immunocompromised. And who's in long-term care facilities? What's the majority population of long-term care facilities? Elderly and immunocompromised. And yet, despite all that, he was lauded as his exemplary leader, again, given this book deal, won this Emmy Award. Uh, I'm going to play this clip. Cut number two, you had various celebrities, New York-known celebrities, uh, Spike Lee, Robert De Niro, Rosie Perez, Ben Stiller, Billy Crystal, Billy Joel, uh, all had uh, just glorifying things to say about the governor. Listen to these statements in context to where this disgraced governor is now. Uh, cut number two. Thank you for believing in me and giving me support. Good Lord knows I needed it. And don't worry, yeah, I'm you're not going anywhere. Well, that didn't age well, did it? You're not going anywhere? It is now my distinct pleasure to present the 2020 International Emmy Founders Award to Governor Andrew Cuomo, with a little help from some of my fellow New Yorkers. To my governor, the governor of Empire State, Shelton, Andrew Cuomo. Congratulations, Andrew, on your much-deserved Founders Award. Bobby De Niro. Governor Andrew Cuomo, you are the man. What? I was trying to think of something that I could say to you that would uh, be funny. And so I called your brother, Chris, who could not understand why you were getting an Emmy since he's the one on television. In the darkest days of the pandemic, your daily briefings live from New York gave us hope, gave us clarity, gave us the truth, and gave us something that we were not getting from Washington. Leadership. In the midst of this storm, Andrew Cuomo became the nation's governor. People across the country tuned in to this press conferences Every day. Daily I was watching his press conferences, informing us, telling us what to do. And uh, he also said that, uh, you know, now that you're the love gov, uh, you've kind of transcended politics and now you're just part of really more, you know, you're more of like a national sex symbol. He says you'll probably get more dates than votes. That's him saying that, not me. You did your thing during COVID. New York was suffering. We were the epicenter. We were all in a crisis, in a panic, and every single day you came on the airways and you offered your strength, your leadership, and your direction, and your caring, and your heart. You are the epitome of New York tough. These are things your brother says about you. I look up to you still. And you set the example for the rest of the nation, the rest of the world, how to be a leader during a time of crisis. Thank you for your leadership during these trying times. We are New York tough, smart, disciplined, united, and loving. Thank you, Governor. Stay safe, and please learn that. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, the uh, insufferable uh, fawning over this guy it just even then it was nauseating but then as we found out more 
uh, it just became downright infuriating how deluded some people were. And we're going to talk about Janice Dean quite a bit. Janice Dean is a meteorologist at Fox News. Uh, Her husband's parents both died in long-term care facilities after contracting COVID because of Governor Cuomo's decision to put COVID-infected patients into nursing homes. And this guy showed exemplary leadership? I mean, there there have been a lot of things we've learned about this virus as time has gone on. And one of the very first things that we knew of is immunocompromised and elderly people were the most susceptible, and we had to stay distant from them as much as humanly possible. And the fact he implemented a policy saying that, well, we want to keep ICU beds and regular hospital beds as free as possible, so we're going to reserve those for only the deathly ill, the seriously ill, but those who have COVID, but they're not you know, as sick but need care, we'll throw them into long-term care facilities. And for that, he gets to write a book on showing grand leadership and wins an Emmy Award for his daily COVID briefings, which we now know were predicated upon complete bullpucky. So if you want to describe that as, as, as New York smart, New York tough, I think you're insulting your fellow New Yorkers, but, you know, these elitists, uh, they go by a different set of rules. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Oh, we got more. Late night hosts, they become some of the most pathetic lot I've ever seen. I remember back 20, 30 years ago watching Johnny Carson, David Letterman, when it was actually, oh, I don't know, funny? Um, Yeah, these are funny, but... Not in the way you think. We're going to be coming back with more sound clips right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround, call 651-289-4418. 651-289-4418. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science, too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. 
You depend on our lineup of hosts each day. Now you have the chance to meet one of them. Announcing the Terrific Talkers VIP experience. We'll fly you and a guest on a three-night stay to meet your favorite radio host. You could meet Dinesh D'Souza, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Eric Metaxas, or Dennis Prager. Enter once per day at am1280thepatriot.com slash talker. The Terrific Talkers VIP experience is brought to you by Morris Law Group. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like stars and stripes. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, we're unapologetically piling on uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo, who last week, uh, specifically last uh, Tuesday, gave us essentially a two-week notice saying in 14 days he was going to uh, move on from the governor's mansion. So August 24th, I'd be, I guess, would be the official date. Andrew Cuomo will move on, so another week and a half here. Uh, we played uh, some clips in the first uh, segment about how some New York-based celebrities were fawning over Andrew Cuomo and his tough, New York tough, exemplary leadership in presiding over the COVID pandemic, even though New York has consistently been near the top in infections per capita as well as deaths per capita. And the deaths per capita were further compounded by the fact that Governor Cuomo placed COVID-infected patients in long-term care facilities, thus uh, resulting in the deaths of many senior citizens. Just a, just absolutely nauseating and despicable the way people want to uh, just revise history or just ignore what was pretty much out there in the open. But uh, the rats are kind of scurrying off the proverbial ship now, so to speak, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit. But before we do, um, some more clips that really shouldn't be memory hold. We played, again, the celebs fawning over Governor Cuomo. Uh, his brother, Chris Cuomo, hosts a CNN uh, program. Uh, I think it's called Cuomo Primetime on CNN. And during the height of the pandemic, Governor Andrew Cuomo made regular appearances, and they were yucking it up. You know, Andrew Cuomo got a test, a COVID test, live on TV. It was the nasal swab where they stuck the swab all the way up his nose, and his little brother was yucking it up for him, getting this oversized Q-tip and saying, yeah, this is the kind of Q-tip you need for your, it could fit up your nose, you know, ha-ha, very funny, while some people had to watch this while their loved ones were suffering with COVID as a result of Andrew Cuomo's uh, long-term care facility policy. So just just a just an awful bad look all around. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna pile on Chris Cuomo too later on. But uh, continuing with uh, the fawning, the yucking it up during the height of the pandemic. This is from last year. Got a couple of different uh, uh, cut number three. This is uh, St- late uh, Stephen Colbert on his program late night, and then Jimmy Fallon on the Tonight Show. Uh, this is when both of these hosts were hosting their shows remotely. They didn't have a studio audience which I guess is fortunate for them because these this attempt at humor was so bad, you would have heard crickets, okay? So the fact that there was silence from these lame jokes, um, it's because they were actually not working in front of an audience, so that's the excuse they could use. So uh, let's see, yeah. Cut number three, late-night hosts Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon yucking it up with Governor Cuomo. Cuomo brothers, you and your brother Chris, tied as the most desirable men in New York. Now, as an older brother, can you abide by a tie? Do you want to do anything right now to push yourself over the top in terms of desirableness? You want to loosen the top button? You want to give us a smoldering is, is stare or anything? Be, is that supposed to be I funny? have to ask for a friend. They want to know, and I won't say her name, she wants to know what phase of dating are you currently in? Zero. I'm at phase zero on dating. Uh, this is. 
There's no duration on phase zero. Yeah, uh, wow. There is no automatic time that you go to phase one. You could stay at phase zero for months, by the way. I think New York City will be fully reopened before I get out of phase <laughs> zero on data. Uh, think about all of the people who own businesses, restaurants, bakeries, clothing stores that had to shut down during the pandemic. And Governor Cuomo is just having a laugh at, at business owners in New York City's expense, unwittingly. Saying, yeah, you know, you're, 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 your business might open. By the time I start dating you, your business that uh, we, we're not allowing you to have open, uh, that might open by the time I start dating. And never mind the financial peril and everything else that you'll be in by the time it does reopen. Ha ha, very funny. Not to be outdone, uh, cut number four, Trevor Noah uh, of The Daily Show. Uh, what What is it? By the way, what is this about Governor Cuomo's dating life? Why are all these guys asking about Governor Cuomo's dating life? Ben Stiller in that montage I played in the first segment, talking about his dating life, and Colbert and Fallon, now Trevor Noah. Inquire, what, what, what's this all about? It, this is just weird and, and a little creepy. Trevor Noah, The Daily Show, talking with Governor Cuomo, cut number four. Before I let you go, and I appreciate your time uh, today, on a personal level again, I just wanted to touch base with you as a human being. I last remember you being single, and now the weather is changing, which means it's going to be a lot harder to go out for a date because you can't be inside with strangers. Have you taken the time to just at least, you know, have a socially distant meal with anybody just in, in life? Did you, did you take the time? I know you were very busy, so I just wonder as a person if you've taken the time to do that for yourself. Trevor, on a human level, on a social level, nobody wants to have dinner with me. I have, I have no offers. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh, that's, just, that's just cringe-inducing. You know, when Jon Stewart, he was wrong about a lot of things when he was host of The Daily Show, but he was, he was genuinely funny. At times, not all the time, but at times he uh, he had some hits, no doubt about it. But Trevor Noah's not funny. He's not funny. That that was supposed to be funny. Ah, oh, what? Uh, it's it, it just I'm cringing here. You, those of you who are watching the video on uh, Facebook Live, I am doing a Facebook Live by the way at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. You probably saw the cringing that I was uh, engaging in. Um. So you remember that whole thing about uh, about uh, Cuomosexuals? That's what these peop- some of these people were calling themselves, Cuomosexuals, who were big fans of the uh, uh, Cuomo brothers. This was a term, uh, I, I did a little research, created by Randy Rainbow, the comedian and singer whose parody videos about all things Trump administration against the backdrop of musical numbers go viral as soon as the internet uh, earlier, uh, uh, sometime last year, he released a video professing his love of Governor Cuomo against the back tra- uh, uh, against the backdrop of the track "Sandy" from the Grease soundtrack. Uh, from now on, I identify as hashtag Cuomosexual. That was a tweet tweet he put out. Uh, I, I imagine we're, we're supposed to take. This individual seriously during the height of the COVID pandemic, Governor Cuomo, that is. We were supposed to take him seriously. And yet you had all of these people fawning all over him. This is this was the this has been the problem with government. Probably in my most of my adult life, I I saw this with Bill Clinton, where government all of a sudden turned into something that could be cool, that you could revere like. You know, our president was a rock star. It started with Clinton. Remember when he first announced his candidacy to be the Democrat candidate in 1992? I mean, he was he was our governor of Arkansas. wasn't really that well-known nationally. But then he goes on the Arsenio Hall show. He's a suave debonair, got the salt and pepper hair, you know, uh, in his early 40s, wearing shades, playing the saxophone. And all of these young people, you know, who are my age, I was in my early 20s when Bill Clinton got in the presidential race in 1992, they're fawning all over him. It's like, well, you got this old curmudgeon George Bush out of touch, doesn't know how cash registers work at a grocery store, 
But you got Bill Clinton, the squab, debonair guy, wears cool-looking shades, playing the saxophone on the Arsenio Hall show, one of the most popular talk shows in America at that point. And people bought into it. The, the big celebrity politician. And ever since then, that's what it's evolved into. Barack Obama, same thing. I mean, the fawning over him. To be fair, Donald Trump. Donald Trump was a big-time cult of personality. All right? And now, and now you've got this. This is this is where this is what is the problem with idolizing politicians and deifying them uh, as well. Is we lose sight of the fact that these people work for us, and we're supposed to hold them accountable. Remember the whole journalistic uh, mantra: comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. It's not happening. Whatever happened to that? Yeah, there's more on this. And uh, we're also available to take phone calls, by the way, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need this is Alex Hartman, real estate agent at REMAX Results and ResultsByAlex.com, and I'm a Patriot listener just like you. Fake news swirls around us every day, but here is one current concrete fact. The real estate market is out of balance. There are generally way more buyers than there are sellers. If you have a property to sell, now is an ideal time. To maximize your profit, contact me today. My 38 years of experience is your assurance of a smooth transaction. And unlike one of those large real estate teams, when you contact me, you'll be working with me and only me from start to finish. So if you like the idea of working with a fellow loyal Patriot listener, if you like the idea of working with one real estate agent from start to finish, if you like the idea of working with an agent with decades of experience, then please contact me today. 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to resultsbyalex.com. Together, we will maximize your profit. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. 
You can check out my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. In my opinion, the best show, most comprehensive show on economics in the upper Midwest. Dare I say the entire country? Yeah, I went there. And my friends and colleague on Saturdays right here in these very airwaves, AM 1280 The Patriot, Mitch Berg from 1 to 3 p.m. And Jack Tomzak from 3 to 5 p.m. And uh, I close out weekends, like I say, every Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, continuing to pile on Governor Andrew Cuomo, we've covered the first couple of segments about the incessant fawning uh, over the uh, what he was dubbed the love gov and people who uh, – were big-time admirers of Andrew Cuomo or calling themselves Cuomo-sexuals. I think Mark Stein probably had the best one-liner regarding that last week because some of the late-night comedians, and that'll be my next uh, clip, uh, cut number five, uh, the same late-night comedians who were yucking it up with the governor uh, on their programs, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Trevor Noah, just to name a few, now suddenly are taking shots at Governor Cuomo uh, making, you know, having, uh, trying to get laughs at his expense, at Governor Cuomo's expense. So Mark Stein had the best one-liner of them all. He says, apparently, uh, guys like Fallon, Colbert, and Trevor Noah went through conversion therapy and now are no longer Cuomo sexuals. So there you have it. So, uh, yeah, got number five. Uh, Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon now, uh, now suddenly, after yucking it up with the governor last year, Going to make a few jokes at his expense. Got number five. Well, guys, it was a big day here in New York as uh, Andrew Cuomo announced that he's resigning as governor. During his remarks, he said it was best that he step aside. And then every woman in the room took two steps aside. <laughs> During his announcement, Cuomo said that he's stepping down in 14 days. I'm sorry, but is this really a two-week notice type of situation? A beautiful day here in New York City. Oh, yeah. 85 degrees, 75% humidity. Mm-hmm. And this afternoon, Andrew Cuomo resigned. <laughs> don't, uh, don't let the door hit you on the butt on the way out. <laughs> but if it does, that door should also resign. Oh, God. It's... All right, never mind that those uh, are supposed to be attempts at humor, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So there you have it. Um, now, all of a sudden... Ah, he's, he's persona non grata. They pile on. Here, here's what's interesting about Colbert's audience, now that he has an audience again. Uh, these people are like a bunch of barking, clapping seals. Apparently, he gave them instructions ahead of time when he tells that joke that Andrew Cuomo resigned. That's actually a good thing, and they're supposed to applaud. I, I bring that up because uh, back in 2017, like spring of 2017, uh, during uh, obviously the first few months of the Trump administration, James Comey was fired. Uh, he either, yeah, he was fired. He was either fired, resigned. Don't remember which doesn't really matter. Um, Stephen Colbert during his monologue that night say, well, uh, developments in the news today, uh, FBI director James Comey is moving on and the audience erupted in applause. And he's like, whoa, no, no, wait, wait, no, no, no. That's a bad thing. That's a bad thing because Trump fired him. So we should hate that. Okay. Boo. You know, because the audience was reacted to Comey being gone because they hold Comey responsible for Trump being president because Comey, a week and a half before the 2016 election, said he was going to look further into the Hillary Clinton email scandal, saying, well, there might be still a little something there. And many people surmise that that cost Hillary Clinton the election. Whether it did or not, it, it had an impact, no doubt. And so I thought of that when Stephen Colbert's audience applauded here. He says, okay, he must have instructed the barking, clapping seals that Cuomo resigning is a good thing. And we should applaud this and and um, be thankful for it. So my final uh, audio clip here is cut number six. Brian Stelter, who is on a CNN program called Reliable Sources. He hosts a CNN program, Reliable Sources, a program that has had Dan Rather on as a guest. Okay? You can kind of mull on that and, and, and kind of ascertain why there's a tremendous amount of irony there. Uh, anyways, Brian Stelter has been dubbed media's janitor, or by he's been dubbed by Tucker Carlson as Jeff Zucker's eunuch, uh, Jeff Zucker, the president at CNN. Uh, basically, Brian Stelter's out there to clean up uh, the, the, the messes that have been left by his uh, uh, fellow mediaites on, on CNN because they screw up, 
they do something wrong and he's there to to play defense and then at the same time he's watching Fox News several hours a day and takes to the airwaves to rip Fox News uh, for not doing to not for not displaying journalistic ethics. Again, he is criticizing someone's journalistic ethics. Brian Stelter, he who has Dan Rather on as a guest, a credible panelist on his show, Reliable Sources. Yet he has the temerity to question someone else's journalistic ethics. I'm just saying here. So uh, Brian Stelter was on Late Night with Stephen Colbert. And when you've lost Stephen Colbert, you've lost. Uh, Stephen Colbert, in the aftermath of Andrew Cuomo resigning, now they're starting to ask questions like, hey, you know, that probably wasn't the best idea to have a sitting governor of one of the largest states in the union on with his brother on his primetime program. That kind of shows a little bit of a conflict of interest, uh, don't you think here, Brian? What 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 was up with that? So uh, Brian Stelter, as, in, as insufferable as he is, I often says he's got the face for radio and a voice for silent film. Uh, this guy is like 35 years old, and he looks like he's 55. All right, and I'm not not here to make fun of anybody's appearance. Okay, I mean I have as much hair as Brian Stelter, and you know I could stand to lose a few pounds like Brian Stelter, but I'm 52 years old. Okay, that's my excuse. He's like 35. So I I digress. So Brian Stelter on late night with Stephen Colbert, cut number six. Here we go. In a small way, your network is involved in this story because, of course, the governor's brother Chris Cuomo has his show, The Cuomo Zone. On, uh, is that what it's, it's called? I don't remember what it's called, but the Cuomo, Cuomo Prime Time. Cuomo Prime, three three hundred and sixty Cuomos, and <laughs> and he, the New York Times, has just reported a, a report just dropped because it had been alleged that he was helping his brother with his you know his communications team. He was. The New York Times is reporting that that's true. Yep. Chris was helping his brother. What's has that created any conflict over at CNN behind closed doors? Are people mad at him, or is he is he in trouble? Some people are mad at him. By the way, I can confirm the New York Times report. I'll I'll confirm it for your viewers. I also have a source that says Chris was on the phone with his brother this week. Is your source Chris Cuomo? He is not. He is not. You got to have boundaries. You got to draw a line. Why? He doesn't. Uh, I think he does, actually. (laughs) Really? I think Chris does. Really? I don't know about the governor. What are the boundaries? I think Chris does. What are the boundaries? The boundary that that CNN management presented to him in May when when they admitted he screwed up. They said, you know, what you did was inappropriate. You were on the phone with your brother's aides advising them on what to do, and that was inappropriate. But they said, of course you're going to talk to your brother. You know, there's nothing more important. But he didn't talk about his brother once the trouble started. He said, I'm not going to talk about my brother. And that was also a management ruling. And so the but way why didn't I they rule this. that way when his brother was on the show pretty much every night uh, during the yeah, COVID crisis? I think it's really that complicated. That seems like an odd uh, conflict of rules. It is an odd conflict, but I don't think uh, if we open up the journalism ethics book, there's no page for this. It's the, the craziest set of circumstances you can imagine, right? A governor and a brother, both in these high-profile jobs. Uh, this was definitely awkward for CNN, though. Sure. I-, I tried to go into this thinking, okay, if I was going to cover this at CBS, how would I cover it? And try to cover it the same way. And I talked to a lot of sources at CNN. Some said, yeah, this is really weird. I'm ticked off at Chris. Others said, you know, I understand. You can't pick who your family members are. So there was a wide range of opinions. And, and overall, I think what was most important is that we covered the story on air just the same we would any other story. Ultimately, isn't that what matters? Okay, a couple things there. First of all, if you, if if there was, let's be honest, the way Brian Stelter rails on Fox News, he railed on Fox News hosts, honest to God, he did this, for not encouraging more people to get vaccinated because Fox News hosts weren't posting vaccine selfies. All these CNN hosts, probably MSNBC hosts, when they got their COVID-19 vaccine, they were taking selfies of them getting the shot. And he was critical of Fox News for not doing that. Yet, when... His colleague at CNN, Chris Cuomo, is hosting his own brother, the governor of New York, and yucking it up with him in the midst of a pandemic. Ah, you know, that's kind of, uh, there really isn't, uh, there really isn't, if you open up the book of journalistic ethics, there really isn't a a page for that. Oh, but there's a page that is going to denigrate a network for not taking selfies of getting a shot? Stupid. This guy's an idiot. And oh, by the way, uh, when he says, yeah, you know, there's really nothing in the book of journalistic ethics. If we open up the book of journalistic ethics, we wouldn't re- re- see anything about this. Um, yeah, you kind of would. You kind of would. Ed Morrissey at Hot Air uh, looked up the Society of Professional Journalists Ethics Code. 
And here's a couple of its quotes. Journalists should avoid conflicts of interest, real or perceived. Disclose unavoidable conflicts. So when you have your brother, the governor of New York, on your program, does anybody honestly think that that's going to be a hard-hitting interview? Okay, so yeah, conflicts in that situation, very much perceived. Uh, also review, refuse gifts, favors, fees, free travel and special treatment, and avoid political and other outside activities that may compromise integrity or impartiality or may damage credibility. Like advising your brother, the governor of New York, how to handle the media onslaught that is certain to come from his sexual harassment allegations? Like that? So yeah, there literally is a page in the book of journalistic ethics, Brian Stelter, which is a pretty damning indictment of him that he doesn't know this, given that he's a professional journalist, allegedly. And here's another one. Uh, Ed Morrissey, his piece at Hot Air, indicated that he decided to purchase a media ethics textbook entitled Media Ethics, Issues, and Cases. This was written by Lee Wilkins, Chad Painter, and Philip Patterson, now in its 10th edition. It was published just this year. The new edition has a section dedicated to the case of the Cuomos and CNN thanks to the debacle of last year's propaganda fest. Lo and behold, we find out that CNN actually did recognize the conflict of interest until their interests turned more partisan and monetary. And here's uh, from an excerpt from that particular book. It was during one of these briefings that Governor Cuomo announced that his younger brother, Chris, had tested positive for the virus and would ride it out in his basement while continuing to anchor his CNN news show, a decision that Governor Cuomo called courageous. Multiple interviews resulted. Chris Cuomo's ratings doubled. CNN had barred Chris from interviewing Andrew from 2013 to 2020, though he had interviewed him prior to 2013. However, that restriction was lifted in March 2020 when the COVID-19 pandemic first hit New York. So, and it also been ascertained that the Cuomo family got access to resources that non-connected people really didn't get because at first, early on in the pandemic, testing was at a premium. And yet Cuomo family members, including Chris himself, cut the line and got tests. And that's when Chris found out he had a positive test. And then vaccines, when those first came out late last year into early this year, again, those were at a premium. A lot of people were eager to get the jab very early on when the vaccines became available. Guess who cut the line? Family members. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Chris was also advising his brother, as you know, it was alluded to in that clip uh, last May, advising him on how to handle the media relations with the sexual harassment allegations. He then went on the air and said, yep, I did it. I love my brother. It's family first, job second. But I should have known better. I apologize. I put my colleagues in a bad spot. Chris didn't have to miss any time on his show, wasn't suspended. CNN maybe gave him a little finger slap and vowed to never do it again. But then Brian Stelter comes out and confirms a New York Times story that, yeah, he was still advising his brother. So when I say another that Andrew Cuomo is not the only Cuomo that needs to go, Chris needs to move on as well. And... Uh, last week, he was on a perfectly timed vacation. The day his brother resigned. Very convenient. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. I was born a traveling man. That's all I'll ever be. AM 1280, The Patriot. Voiceover, zany sound effect. Uh, we were gonna write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple too. Listen to the Patriot on the free radio.com app. There is an answer to the mess we are in today in this country. There's a reason so many young people are being led astray. We have to fight back and protect the country we know and love. There's one who knows the way out of this mess. Charlie Kirk has the answer. He's relentless. He will not stop till he reaches every person who will hear. Listen to him every day, everywhere you find podcasts. The Charlie Kirk Show, now on a podcast near you. You, you. Is it time to push reset and get away with God? 
Christian travel creates purposeful pauses to discover the most scenic, sought-after destinations while you immerse yourself in the wonder of God's creation. As you travel alongside the world's top Christian leaders, every step of the way will revive your faith and awaken your sense of wonder. Imagine morning devotions on the deck of a cruise ship as you pass towering Alaska glaciers or tropical Caribbean islands. Perhaps you're longing to set foot in the very places where Jesus walked and taught in Israel. Every day on a Christian cruise or tour brings you to new vistas while you enjoy uplifting music and powerful messages. Get away with God in a faith-focused journey and the unforgettable memories you create will refresh you long after you return home. For more information, visit inspirationcruises.com or call 800-247-1899. That's inspirationcruises.com or call 800-247-1899. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Join the Freedom Fan Club today and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, Hollowed Out, a warning about America's next generation by Jeremy Adams. Register to win at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. And here to take your call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And uh, we do have the live stream going at the uh, Facebook page, Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, where the fetching Mrs. Carlson actually has weighed in. And, yeah, I've completely forgot about this. My wife brings up the fact that, uh, remember the empty hospital ship that came into uh, the harbor there during the, the beginning of the pandemic, which they were lamenting they were not going to get because they needed it and then ended up basically not using it. And don't forget the rejection of Samaritan's Purse. You know, Samaritan's Purse was there on the grounds providing emergency shelter for COVID-infected patients. And then when they started to get the pandemic a little bit under control, they basically kicked them out because Samaritan's Purse uh, supports traditional marriage. And so because uh, one, I think it was a city council president, New York City council president, uh, called them anti-gay. They basically kicked them out. Ah, we thank them for their help, but now they can go, so... Yeah, good uh, good call, babe. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I had forgotten about that. Well, uh, with Andrew Cuomo moving on, uh, again, he is uh, two. He gave it was a, basically two weeks' notice uh, on August tenth. So uh, a week from this Tuesday, he'll be moving on from the governor's mansion. And New York, the New York Post had a piece that they put out a couple of weeks, or actually a little over a week ago. It was just before Cuomo resigned, saying, you know what? Uh, he'd kind of have to find a place to live if he resigns or is ousted from office. And they suggested maybe he can live in his brother's basement. Remember the luxury basement in Chris Cuomo's uh, Hamptons home where he was doing his CNN show while he was quarantined uh, during COVID? Oh, and by the way, Chris Cuomo also broke quarantine at one point. It, yeah, he was found to be outside, and uh, he was accosted by someone who was biking by his place. And yet it was eight days later, he do, he he acts like Lazarus rising from the dead, coming up from his basement, saying, Yeah, look at this. I survived quarantine, even though he had been outside a couple of times. <clears throat> and he tried to cover that up with a, with a bald-faced lie, even though the receipts came in uh, showing that, yeah, you were outside, um, before about a week before you emerged from your basement. Well, 
Now that Chris has had COVID and he's got a lot of natural immunity, um, and I'm sure the basement's been disinfected, maybe Andrew could go there. Again, this is from the New York Post. Uh, Governor Cuomo does not own any property in his name, according to available public records. His last private residence was the four-bedroom Mount Kisco abode he shared with his ex, Sandra Lee, which was in her name. Cuomo moved out in 2019, and Lee sold the colonial she called Lily Pond in 2020. Uh, many of the embattled governor's pals have abandoned him after Attorney General Letitia James released a report saying he sexually harassed current and former employees, but he does not. But he does come from a close knit and large family. Uh, younger brother Chris, the CNN anchor, has a Hamptons retreat where he famously fled to the basement during a bout with COVID last year, even hosting his show from the cellar. He filmed his emergence for CNN with footage showing him walking up the stairs in the family's 2.9 million Southampton home. All right, here it is, the official reemptory from the basement, the TV show host proclaimed in the video posted by the network in April, despite Cuomo already having been seen out and about in the Hamptons days earlier. Uh, if the governor doesn't fancy living in the Hamptons, he could bunk at his 89-year-old mother's apartment in Sutton Place South. Oh, my. That has sitcom written all over it. A disgraced governor who resigns from office, living in his, living with his mother in her eighty nine year old condominium. If if there is not if there is not a sitcom writer in Hollywood pouncing on that particular storyline, right now you're not doing your job. Okay, we're just begging for a quality sitcom on, on, on television these days. And and you can even put the disclaimer up here. You know these these have. Uh, these events are fictional. Any resemblance to real people uh, are purely coincidental, something like that. Okay? But nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We really know what this story is based on. Oh, God. This this has to happen. This has to happen. There has to be media footage of him going under the uh, uh, pillar into the uh, front doors of that uh, condominium complex where his mother lives. Oh, gosh. that'd be That's, that's just comedy gold. But he also has, you know, friends, high flute and friends who live in nice homes. He's got, I, I think he's got three sisters who are also uh, have some pretty nice homes as well where he could kind of bunk. Okay, maybe play Uncle Andrew to the kids, you know, whatever, where he, he comes down, he gets he gets more and more out of shape, and pretty soon he's like Tony Soprano walking down to the end of the driveway in a white robe that's wide open, grabbing in the newspaper. Possibilities are endless. Come on, Hollywood folks. I can't do all your work for you, all right? I'm, I'm throwing you ideas here. All I ask for is just maybe a little credit you know, at the end of the program or something. But, oh, gosh. You know what? I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't be engaging in schadenfreude here, taking pleasure in someone's pain, and I'm not really. But this is a classic example of whatever you sow, so shall you reap. It's a law, like gravity. You can believe in gravity or not believe in gravity, but I got a tip for you. You jump off the top of a building, you're going to splat and hit the ground, whether you believe in gravity or not. And whether you believe in sowing and reaping or not, whatever you sow, so shall you reap. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments right here. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Go nowhere. This year marks the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attack on America. To honor the first responders and those lost in the tragedy, AM 1280 The Patriot will air the reading of the lyrics from the song Three Little Words. Three Little Words was written by a Twin Cities songwriter and is a touching tribute to these American heroes. You can hear the reading each day next week, Monday through Friday at 9.45 a.m. and again at 3 p.m. each day. Three Little Words on AM 1280 The Patriot. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then, just three months later... Extortion 17 requested permission to take off. A U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others entered the Tangy Valley. I saw flash. You flash? Anybody out there? We have a fallen angel. A fallen angel. Roger. Extortion 17, the provocative new film telling the story of the largest loss of life in U.S. Special Forces history. Now playing on SalemNow.com. Questions quickly arise. Why did it take 17 minutes to fly a 10-minute mission? Was there a black box on board? 
Every American should be taught about what happened in Extortion 17. What really happened? The SEAL Team 6 that dreadful night. Fallen Angel. Extortion 17. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. You're invited to Local Heroes Days to honor police, firefighters, first responders, military, educators, and medical workers. Get up close to police cars, fire trucks, ambulances, even a Black Hawk helicopter. Also, see a replica of the Vietnam Wall. Many heroes will be there to talk with you and your kids. Free burgers, hot dogs, sweet corn, and ice cream. August 19th through the 21st at Monticello RV Center in Monticello. Online at localheroesdays.com. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800-482-8399 Happy. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.